Welcome to Inside Your County Government. I'm your host and community engagement coordinator, Doria Fleischer. We're here with another episode of Meet Your Departments, a chance for you to learn more, reacquaint yourself, or be introduced to one of the many great departments that make up county government. Here today is our Planning, Growth, and Management Department Director, Debbie Carpenter. Thanks so much for being here, Debbie. Not a problem. So the point of this series is just to help our community get to know a little bit more about what you do and how you do it. It's a big overview. We can take deeper dives into any topics later, but I'm hoping today you can just talk about what planning and growth management is, starting with who are you? How did you get here? (laughs) I am um, a transplant. Was not born and raised here, but I was born in D.C., then went back to my mother's hometown, which is in Garrett County in Western Maryland. So I'm a mountain girl. So the absolute opposite of Southern Maryland. Absolute like we couldn't stretch further opposite. apart across the state. And I get that everywhere. Yeah. Like, what was it like going from rural, rural to just south of D.C.? Right. And it, it, I always have the same answer. I do the same stuff at a different scale. Mm. So it really wasn't that big of an adjustment. And quite honestly, coming here, I had that same worry. Like, is this going to be it's too be so big? Different. What is it going to mm. and it wasn't. Awesome. And I also found that I grew up around fantastic people and I got here and there are fantastic people. I would assume some similar community, right? Yes. That idea of we've been here a long time, we're very protective of this area idea. Yes. Yes? Awesome. And how long have you been with county government? I have been with county government for 28 years. It's a long time. I know. Yeah. And when did you come? When did you come to Charles County? I came to Charles County in 2020. January gotcha. of 2020, two year, two months later. Yeah. So yes. you kind of got welcomed and then yeah. everything changed. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I Couldn't love that you can say that, that with one. a smile. No, I think that <laughs> took all of us by a bit of a surprise, right? Yes. So the Department of Planning and Growth Management, we call it PGM. We do. It's a big one. It is huge. And people don't understand that. Right. Or any, I think even like, I think I have a pretty good grasp that it's huge and I still don't understand the The breadth breadth of it. it. So tell us about what planning and growth management is, including what are your divisions? How are you broken up within that? All right. Whenever I do public speaking, I start with this. Good. Because you've got, you've got a your lot elevator of speak go, ready. You're the director of planning and growth management, and they hear you're the director of planning, and I'm not the director of planning. Planning is one division under the planning and growth management umbrella. Okay. So there are five divisions. There's administration and operations. There is planning, obviously. There's codes, permits, and inspection services. There's infrastructure management, and there's transit. It's a lot. It is. Okay, so give us the quick highlights of what happens in each of those five. Like if you had to say, if you had to describe the raindrops that come out of that umbrella, how how do you explain it? Administration operations, that's budget, that's all personnel, that's communications with fine people like you, with media, it's citizen response. So a lot of um, complaints and concerns that we have, that comes through administration. Okay. Operations also includes um, the intake of permits and our website presence, that sort of thing. And when um, we all talk of our about technology. permits, give us mm-hmm. just a quick overview of what kind of permits, and I know that we could probably oh spend goodness. hours, but give us like the top, I don't know, top three, top five permits that Building people permits in Charles and County. zoning permits. Okay. Those are the biggies. All right. So that's just a broad overview of what those are. Now okay. you can break those down and you've got electrical and you've got plumbing and you've got um, uh, the permits for SDAR, which is architectural review. Okay. There's, 
there's a host of permits underneath those umbrellas. But broadly speaking, if you're going to build something, you probably need a building permit and a zoning permit. Beautiful. That makes it really um, digestible, I think, that it's huge, but I can now kind of picture how it's broken up. Okay. Yes. What are the other divisions? So those building permits largely are going to come out of codes, permits, and inspection services. Okay. So they do all building permits and they do all inspections. Um, and I can keep it that simple. Okay. Again, you can break that down into a whole host of what types of inspections, but we won't go there today. Give us just the top. Like when people hear, ins- what are the most inspections in Charles County happening? If you're building, you're mm-hmm. going to have footer, frame, final inspections, uh, inspections of your electrical, inspections of your plumbing, your HVAC system, all that kind of All the of different thing. components to all make sure that your building is building. safe. Right. Okay. But you also have all the work you do on the ground around where you put the building. So before you put the building up, you've got to install the sewer and the water and electrical. And, you know, you've got to make sure all the infrastructure is there. You've got to grade it. Mm. And there's all kinds of regulations from the state saying what rain falls on that property should not be coming off the property and affecting your neighbor's property, which is a very difficult thing to do. Right. But... There are all kinds of regulations that we need to review and make sure that you've got stormwater management facilities on that property. So um, that's another part of it. That's another kind of inspection that we do. It just keeps trickling out, out, out. Yeah. It's the ground that you build the building on and the building itself. Okay. So beautiful. All of that Mm -hmm. needs inspected throughout all the different phases of, of building and development. Okay. Division number three. Infrastructure management. It's a brand new division for us. We just started it last year. It's where all my engineers reside. And there's two facets of infrastructure management. When you're getting that permit and you're doing the grading and you submit your plans or you have your architect submit the Mm -hmm. plans or your um, engineering company, we review those. And we have third-party engineers that also help us with that. Um, So there's that section that does permit-by-permit property by property. Then there's a long range infrastructure planning section and they look at, okay, we're going to get this much growth. We're going to need this much water capacity and sewer capacity Mm -hmm. and we're going to need these many roads. So they plan infrastructure. So it's everything from I I need to build my house today because I want to live in Charles County today to what's Charles County going to look like. How far down the road? Uh, Usually a 20 year window is where we look. Same as the comp plan. Comprehensive plan looks 10 to 20 years out, and we usually do 20, but we redo it every 10 so that we can have a fresh perspective. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right. Division number four. Planning. Planning. So under planning, there are a lot of, there there are four sections under planning. Environmental. So they look at things um, like the regulations for critical area, for example, and floodplain and forest conservation, that sort of thing. We have um, current planning that does all the subdivisions. Mm -hmm that need to be reviewed. Um, We have zoning, of course, and we have long-range planning. Long-range planning does the comprehensive plan, and they do sub-area plans, and they also do historic preservation and ag preservation programs, so all of our land preservation. So planning, in its essence, is about balancing development with um, environmental protection. I was just going to say, I think what's so interesting is you described everything from the protecting the history to the moving forward. And it's such an interesting balance of how do we keep what we have, get even better, not lose what we had before. It's it's a right. lot to package. It is. Yeah. 
It okay. is. And everything interconnects. It's probably why I love my job. Um, I'm a planner by trade and I have been since I, I can't remember when. So the thing that makes it interesting is that it's everything. Yes. It is it's everything. Com- it is everything that a community needs to start, right. thrive, survive, all of the things. And what I like to tell people is that planning is not driven by planners. It is not our job to tell you what your community needs to look like in 20 mm. years. It is your job. It is our job to listen to you see where the community wants to be. What's your vision? What do you want to look like in 20 years? That's why everything, and it's written right into state code, everything that we do has to have a public engagement process. Right. So we go through that so we can listen. Now, that doesn't mean that every idea gets adopted because it's a democratic process and, you know, the majority wins. But we don't set the vision for the community. The community Community sets the vision. Awesome. All right, so we got to division number four. We've got one left, right? Right, transit. Okay. The bus system. I love it. Yes, yes. And everybody knows Van Gogh and um, all the bus stops that they have everywhere and they get people where they need to be. So um, that's been interesting for me because I can't think of a single planning kind of agency that has transit in it, but we do transportation planning long-term, right? So it, so it just in. kind of fit. Yeah. And um, they they kind of run themselves. They're they're very good about that sort of sort of thing. But one of the most exciting things about that is that we went free fare. Yeah, yes. I think that's amazing. And I and I think doing the media push for the fare free initiative was really exciting to me because I got to go out to some of the Van Gogh stops and talk to people. And that little bit of extra cash in their pockets that allowed them to. I mean, people were saying like, now I can buy snacks. Now I can. One guy was like, I saved up and got a new pair of shoes because I didn't have to pay for the bus every day. So I yes. love the fare free part. And that's permanent now. It's official. Yes. yes. Awesome. Yes. So that leads us right into one exciting thing, fare free. Give us some other exciting things that are happening in planning and growth management. Okay. Um, well, let's start with admin. One of the most exciting projects that I have there is our scanning project. So uh, I'm a data geek. So I always, when I go into someplace, say, um, where where's our, our crunching point mm. here? Like what what's happening? And what we noticed, and I think it, it's noticed across the board, across the nation when the pandemic hit and everybody's at home, the number of complaints coming in skyrocketed. I don't know if it's everybody was just sitting at home going, hmm, I hadn't noticed that before. So I'm going to call and ask the county about it. So uh, I said in admin, we have a citizen response person and he has got, love him, so busy, so very busy. And the number of, uh, we call them CROs and Public Information Act requests skyrocketed, skyrocketed, more than doubled. So then I was like, well, okay, what are we going to do with this? And what does this mean? Like the numbers don't mean anything to me. I need a breakdown. So we categorized them and I said, I want to know what people are asking for. And um, what I found out is 70% of our Public Information Act requests were simple things. Hmm. They were site plans. They were subdivision plans. They were things that we have on record when you get a permit. We have these things, right. right? They get filed. And he was spending a lot of time finding these documents. So if we scan them and we put them in a system whereby the citizens can just go online, click, click get your own, 
it would save an awful lot of time for that staff person. And I think from, you know, from a community perspective, it saves me time. I don't have to worry about calling you and reaching you and getting through to you. I can just go in and get whatever I need whenever I need it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So that's yeah. a win-win. Yes, that's a win-win. Good. So that's admin. Um, over in planning, we just kicked off last week the zoning code rewrite, and that has been a long time coming. Anybody who has dealt with the zoning code in this county knows it's a problem. One of the first things I did when I got here and somebody handed me a a physical copy of the zoning code, it's like two encyclopedias Mm. put together. It's huge. And what I tell people is I think what happened is rather than doing a comprehensive rewrite, which which I believe from my experience is the best way to go. You do a comprehensive plan, which is your vision, and then you take your regulatory documents and that is what makes the vision happen, right? Mm -hmm. You create the regulations that make the vision happen. The overall comp plan says, this is what our community is going to look like. This is what we want to look like. And the zoning code then says, and this is how you're going to do it in a way that is safe, functional, follows the laws, all of that. Okay. Right. So... What, from my perspective, what should be done is you do the comprehensive plan, then you do the zoning code. That hasn't happened here. And what, because the zoning code hasn't been done, we've done these um, one-off kind of things. We see this problem, we write what's called a zoning text amendment Mm -hmm. to fix it. A lot of Band-Aids on a... A lot of (laughs) Band-Aids. But when you keep putting Band-Aids on, you're not actually getting to the root of the problem and you're probably creating more problems in the process. So what you end up with is a voluminous document that has contradictions within itself. And I think when I hear you say that from a community member perspective, that's just even more confusing to me. Like if the law says this, but not this, but not this, but not this, but maybe this, how do I know if that's me or not me? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for a citizen. It's hard for our staff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nobody's enjoying this process. No. So um, it became imperative to completely change that document holistically. Not one piece at a time, holistically, which is not easy to do. It's not easy to find somebody, a a company that will do that. And and we've struggled with that in the past, apparently. Mm. But we did, um, we got the budget there. We hired somebody and they kicked off. So really exciting. uh, Yeah. Exciting to get So that'll be another deep dive for us. It sounds like they're going to have to really get into how the zoning code's being rewritten. Okay. Mm -hmm. And lots of public engagement process in that too. Yeah, which is great. Yes. All right. Anything else exciting you want to talk about? Because the next thing I'm going to ask you is about what are the, I mean, we've heard the embedded challenges in the excitement. Right. What are the things that are really tough for PGM? What are the things that you kind of bang your head on your desk about? Like, oh, this is, I can't get my job done because of this. Um, I would say um, the biggest problem for PGM is something that is inherent to perception. Mm-hmm. And that is, we are regulatory agencies. So what I tell to people all the time is, I run the agency everybody loves to hate. Right. And I, I don't say that for sympathy. I don't say that mm, in a just, way that makes me hurt. But we administer <laughs> regulations. Yeah. And nobody who likes regulations. Do you like regulations? Do you I like don't being like told yes or no? no or especially if the answer is no. Do you like no, that? No, I want to do things my way, right? <laughs> right, right. What do you mean? Like, I just want to build onto my It's not deck. a big deal. What, right. Not, why are you telling me I have to jump through all these hoops? Right. Um, the perception is that we're just arbitrarily coming up with stuff mm. just to block people from doing things. And that's a challenge. Yeah. But I think. There's always fault to be found on both sides. So yes, that's the perception, but historically government is really bad at communication. Right. 
And with an agency like mine, that's big, that's complicated, that does all the regulations that are hard to understand, zoning code, It's right? Yeah. How do we communicate very complicated things? You come in and you ask us for something and we say, no, you can't do that. If that's all we say, of course you're not going to like us. Right. If we don't explain why it is you can't do that or give you alternatives. Mm -hmm. Now, there are, are other counties, bigger counties like Montgomery County, like PG County. They have grown to the point where they can't, they can't give you that customer service. Right. And I don't want Charles County to ever get there because that's cold, right? And at the end of the day... What we do is for public safety right. in my department, and there's a reason for everything we've done. And I think you said it really well before. You said, it's not my job to tell Charles County what to be. Charles County community says, this is what we want to be. It's my job to help figure out how to do that yes. safely yes. and and with longevity, right? So we don't end up with buildings that collapse with subdivisions that fail. That So there's got to be right. those regulations along the way. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's usually a story behind every regulation. So I'll throw one out from one of my previous jurisdictions, mm-hmm. right? We had a rental ordinance. Not everybody has a rental. You guys don't have one here. The reason we had it is because we had a child die mm. in a swimming pool in a house that ended up being rented and the safety precautions had failed. Right. There was supposed to be a door that no child can just, you can't just go into this room with a swimming pool. Right. It had failed. And so because of that, we because now of have that, There was an ordinance and there's rules and you get inspected and all those safety features. We make sure you have a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. We make sure that every everything that's there to protect is there and it's functional and it works. But 10 years down the road... People just think these are arbitrary regulations. Right, this makes my life harder. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, duh, I'm not going to let a child die in a swimming pool. Right. Why? Wait, it, who do you think I am? It's not about you. Right. It's about complete community safety, and that's what we do. And actually, that's what I tell my staff all the time, that we get so bogged down in getting yelled at sometimes right. that you need to step back and remember why we do what we do. And it is for protection of people, even though it's not always appreciated. I think it's that sometimes remembering that the individual need or want sometimes has to be examined under the lens of a greater good. And we need yes. what's really good for all of Charles County to keep residents safe. So yeah, that it's is balance. hard. I'm sorry, that, I'm sorry that you get yelled at. I am glad. I always say like, but if people are yelling, at least they're engaged. So I'm glad they're engaged. So yes. to, to kind of pull all that together, that it sounds like there's a balance of we want people to have a voice because we want mm-hmm. community to drive what your department does. But we'd also like your community to be educated on what they do. So when I say, I can't believe you're making me put a fence around this swimming pool, you can give me the bigger picture of, but we're doing this to keep safe. How could community members learn more about what you do, get more involved, whether it's joining one of the boards and commissions you're connected to, whether it's um, any of your events, how how could somebody, if they're listening to this or watching this say, I just, I want to know more. This is intriguing. Okay. We have a group called the round table. So I'll start with that. The roundtable meets every other month, and it is open to everybody in the community. And basically, we put it out on the website. 
Um, if you want to connect with us and get on a, a mailing list or something and, and get something, we, we can absolutely do that. So they can contact so you know it's us. Coming. Okay. Yeah. So you know it's coming, but it is about the middle of the month every other month. Okay. And um, you can join virtually or you can be in person. Doesn't matter. We have a hybrid type of situation so we can handle either way. And we talk about big topic issues that are happening and listen to the public. Okay. So that's that's a means by which to engage. Um, as I said before, everything we do has a public engagement uh, process, which means we do a lot of uh, community meetings. Mm -hmm. We advertise those. Um, so um, come out, be engaged, um, keep an ear to the ground, what's happening around you. Mm -hmm. If you're curious, ask a question, give mm -hmm. us a call and we'll, we'll tell you um, how you can get involved. Our boards and commissions... And I told you before, Doria. There's a long a list. Yeah. So if somebody, I guess lot. maybe that's the easy way to say it, Debbie, is that there are boards and commissions through Charles County government yes. that are directly connected to the work you do. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to get more involved, go online, check it out, see what you've got. Yes. Okay. And we have everything from planning commission, board of appeals, to historic preservation commission, to an agricultural commission. Such to, a diverse list. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nuisance board, HOA dispute board. Um, electrical board. There's, there's just there's kind of something for of everybody. <laughs> yes. And then we do like these pop up kind of things that are related to the zoning code. Those mm -hmm. things will come up, and we we might have uh, an interest group that every once in a while that's topic driven. That we might go, okay, we need to hear from the community on this particular topic, and we'll we'll put something out there. Awesome. So. Yeah, so just keep an eye that. on the website, follow up. You said that somebody can sign up. They can do the citizen's response office, yes. but you want to hear those voices yes, and hear please. what's going on. Debbie, thank you so much. I know it's hard to squeeze planning and growth management into an episode of this size, but I think you did it beautifully. So thank you for giving us that digestible amount. And thanks for being here today. Not a problem. I love it. Anytime. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to go back to our other episodes to meet other Charles County departments. And of course, we'll have new episodes coming up. In the meantime, take care, stay safe, stay engaged. For more information on Charles County government, visit our website, www.charlescountymd.gov. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to the county's e-news. Also, don't forget to sign up for our text and email alerts through the Citizen Notification System. You can watch CCG TV on Comcast Channel 95 or Verizon Fios 10, and we're streaming on Apple TV and Roku devices. Just search Charles County Government. You can also subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts by searching Charles County Government. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel 